Glenn the Geek here, founder of the Horse Radio Network. We are excited to bring you a special holiday helmet mini-series, giving the gift of safety, purchasing a helmet for your loved ones at Christmas. In cooperation with Charles Owen and Riders for Helmets, we have created this six-part mini-series to highlight some amazing real-life stories and some tips on buying helmets as gifts. And today we speak to Roy from Charles Owen about helmet style and safety going forward and what's coming up in the years to come. Well, Roy, welcome back to our Holiday Helmet mini-series. You know, obviously we're discussing here helmets and and how they make a terrific gift for the holidays and how protecting your loved one's head is perhaps the most important thing you can do in a gift for the holidays. But you and I have been to a couple conferences together where we where we talked about adoption and how do we get more and more people to wear helmets, whether it be English riders or Western riders or just trail riders, how do we get more and more people to do that? And one of the things that we talked about is that they have to look stylish. People have to want to wear them as an accessory to their outfit rather than something that just conflicts with their outfit. And, you know, I know that Charles Owen has, through the years, and and a lot of the helmet companies, but especially Charles Owen, you have really made the helmets much thinner, much more stylish, less of a big bowl on the head like they were in the 1990s, and more like a fashion accessory that you're seeing Olympians wear now. Has that been a major push of yours at the company? Yeah, I mean, we totally agree with the fact that you know, we want people to to feel good. I mean, if you look at um, you know the gold, the British gold medalist for uh, for the dressage, um, she actually was still wearing a helmet two hours after the event. You know, even for the TV interviews, because you know she had it on, she'd forgotten about it. She just felt that you know it, it saved everyone looking at her helmet hair, <laughs> and uh, and and so therefore helmets really have started to become an accessory um, to to aid one's style, and that's why when you look at the catalogs nowadays, people look at it and say, "Oh my goodness, there's such a variety to choose from." You know, where on earth do you start? And, uh, and and that's really starting to, to understand a little bit. It's a bit like if you were going to buy a handbag for somebody, um, uh, for, for a lady. You know, you really need to uh, understand a little bit about what they're trying to portray. And it's the same thing with the helmets. I mean, you've got the very classical sort of hunting-type shapes. Uh, you've got the more modern suede looks. Um, you've got... A lot of this uh, piping that we're now introducing where you're able to color coordinate the whole outfit through into the saddle pad, onto the jacket, um, it, it's, it's really uh, making it so much easier for people to accept helmets. And of course, we've got a lot of riders at the top of the sport that are really leading the, the way in, in trying to give us the sense that a helmet is part of our activity it's not something that's an optional extra and now also you know with the with the sort of 3d designing that you're doing and a lot of that revolves around the air vents that you're putting into the helmets and what i in early days of having air vents and helmets they were very noticeable and they look like big holes in the helmet now you're hiding them so well it really doesn't take away the sleek design of the helmet having the air vents in there 
Uh, absolutely, because of course some of the standards um, require us to protect against things like studs in the bottom of horseshoes. So we can't just make um, air vents uh, bigger and bigger to cool the head. And uh, now we're studying how air flows through the helmet and where the most effective way of cooling the head. For example, in one of the latest um, uh, helmets that we've uh, launched at the end of this year, we're uh, using a new thing called a free fit system. And what we do is we lay a, a mesh of Cormax across the forehead, which of course is where the first beads of sweat uh, are created. And then we allow air to flow over that mesh and evaporate the uh, sweat. And of course, by doing that, we create an air conditioning effect because as we evaporate the sweat, it actually has a chilling effect on our forehead. And it's by doing stuff like that, we can really keep the classical look, the stylish look of the rider without, um, uh, without compromising their comfort and, and their fit. Now, I know, Roy, that the helmets are appearing to get slimmer all the time. They're appearing to have, you know, they're, they're not, your profile isn't as big as it used to be. Does that affect the safety at all, or are you able to design, you know, more compact materials? Oh, I mean, we are uh, doing so much computer analysis now where we're able to uh, remove, in fact, we're almost discovering that helmets that are too thick can actually um, uh, provide less protection because the uh, structure isn't able to collapse as we uh, thought it would do with the, uh, the thick uh, structures. So really when you look behind the badge, um, that's where you really start to have to understand how the technology is really being fine-tuned. We're on a microscopic level. I mean, inside we've got this tiny little bubbles of air that you can only see under a microscope. And when you're dealing with the, uh, the different geometry of the outer shape and also the fact that the skull has different strengths and forces coming into the brain from all the uh, analysis that's being done on stresses that are created, inside the brain, we actually are getting to a level where we can remove excess protection that actually offers us nothing and really build up the protection in the areas where we really do need it. Um, it's, it's, it really is allowing us to make helmets that are much more efficient. Um, and in many ways, perhaps you see it in cars. I mean, cars of yesteryear used to be huge and big, but you know, nowadays into a small, uh, small car, you can uh, pack a lot of safety. Well, Roy, now coming down the pike, uh, you know, in 2013 and beyond, what are we going to see? What, what evolution are our helmets going to take over the next couple of years? Well, it's, it's an area that we are going to be seeing helmets that are going to be delivering more safety within. There's been uh, a number of standards that have been recently uh, uh, reviewed, and they are looking for more protection um, within the same envelope that we have. So we can see that head protection is becoming much more front page with um, American football helmets, looking at concussions and, and how we can reduce those. 
Um, so there's a lot of technology that's going to be coming through. And of course, we've invested hugely in computer simulation, which is allowing us to really understand a lot more. And sometimes we look back in the to, to the early days and just wondered how on earth we managed to get to design helmets that did, did uh, as much protection to the head as they do. Obviously, people are always looking for more ventilation, more comfort. Um, we can probably see that helmets uh, shapes, uh, we are coming across many more different uh, shaped heads. Uh, as more and more helmets are being worn. I mean, maybe in days gone by, if you didn't find a helmet that fits you, um, you would just say, oh, maybe helmets are not just for me. Well, of course, nowadays, um, if you're going to do any serious riding, then most people are looking for people to wear a helmet. So that's another challenge that's, uh, that's coming along to us, is, is really understanding how we can get a helmet to adapt. And for us... Introducing microfit, which is um, a, a new uh, method of allowing the helmet to be adjusted to take that little pressure above the temple uh, uh, area that sometimes people have. Um, and uh, professional helmet fitters in your local re uh, retailer will be able to uh, adjust the helmet uh, to uh, suit your head if uh, you are suffering any discomfort. And of course, one of the things that we, we, you know, we want to stress here is that you just need to do it. You need to go out. Uh, if, you, if you need a new helmet uh, and somebody's going to buy it for you for the holidays, that's terrific. If you're thinking about buying somebody a helmet for the holidays and giving that gift of safety, then that's something that we encourage you to do. And as I said, as we said in, the, in past episodes here, you can do that any number of ways. We can go back to, you can go back and take a listen to part one of this discussion to take a look at how you can give it as a gift. But the important part is that you do. It's not something that should be put off. It's something that should be done now because you know, you, it's never too soon to prepare and to, to buy a very safe helmet. We recommend that you do it through Charles Owen. Uh, and Roy, we thank you so much for being here for this series with us. Uh, you know, I hope that with this series, we've helped, if it's one or two people that have gone out and bought a helmet and protected their heads for the next time they come unglued, then, then I think we've done our job here. And I would like to make a special thank you for all the, the volunteers that are, that are behind Riders for Helmets. I mean, they have really raised the game. And we are so thankful that people are starting to question the type of helmets, the fit of helmets, and, and really start to understand the silent injury of brain of uh, brain damage. I mean, it, the, the telling stories that we hear that we just didn't hear in the past. And I think it's really helped to uh, make people very much more aware of what can happen if you don't have a well-fitted helmet on your head. Thank you to Riders for Helmets for everything they do for helmet awareness and safety. You can visit them at riders4helmets.com. And thank you to Charles Owen. You can visit them at charlesowen.co.uk. 
And next week, we bring you the last part in this helmet series when we have an interview with Courtney King Dye, the dressage rider that was the inspiration for Riders for Helmets a couple years ago when she took her nasty spill. And we chat with her about her life and what's happening next. You can listen to all the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Talk to you next week, everybody.